0: Everyone and welcome to Shark Brain, episode nine. We are set squarely within October on this, the ninth episode of Shark Brain. I'm your host, Jake Newton. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who have written in, who have written about the show, shared it with other people. I'm getting new listeners all the time, and I truly, truly do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Let's first get to something right out of the gate. Many of you noticed that there was no Shark Brain last week. I know I said that there was going to be a shark brain, but alas, it did not happen. Why, you ask? What happened? Any particular, nothing in particular happened. Life just got in the friggin' way. Uh, I do this a lot. I make these grand, huge gestures towards myself and others that I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then when it falls through, I kick myself and I abandon the project completely. But you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to attack it. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep on moving forward. That's the hard thing about being a perfectionistic person in the world of art is you want to try to plan. You want to try to, within an inch of your life, schedule productivity or purpose or an end goal, something that you can actually map your brain to an achievable goal that you will enact and then be able to check off of a list so that the obsessive-compulsive person within you can get sated, satiated, appeased, calmed. That happens so much with me. I have these two dueling forces within my own mind. One which says, let's just, man, you know what, let's just find it. Let's just look for it. You know, just close your eyes and 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 reach out in the dark and just kind of, grab whatever is inspiring to you and pull it in close to your heart. And then there's the other one that says, listen, it's 12 o'clock. We just woke up. Half the day is gone. We are burning light. Let's get it done. You're 32 years old. Why in the hell haven't you done more with your life? Good God, man. Get up. Get off your ass. Move it. Move. And then what inevitably happens is I don't enact perfectly the plans that I had set for myself and the screw it it's okay man comes in and says get out of here hyper perfectionistic person we're just trying to make our way in the world why don't you calm down you know what make a deal meet up with you tomorrow at 10am and then the cycle continues over and over again so the question is how do I create less pressure upon myself to create things how do I keep that perfectionistic person from coming in and saying it's all or nothing 100% it better bat a thousand out of the gate or else it's worthless crap how do I do that It's a counterintuitive thing because if you put so much pressure upon yourself to have perfect work all the time or to have efficiency just drilled into your brain with every single thing that you do, well, then you won't be efficient at all. At least for me personally, my model, what happens is I grind myself into so much expectation that by the time I sit down and do the work, I'm so exhausted from the potentiality of failure that I can't even begin to see success. Does anybody else resonate with that? Am I the only one? I know I'm not the only one, but you know what? I'll be the one that has a microphone and says it. So what do you do? How do you loosen up that vice-like grip that you have upon yourself with the perfectionism, with the melancholy that craves order? How do you loosen that up? Because many times, that melancholy that craves order is the same portion of your brain where you're able to pull such things. It's hypersensitive to every wind, every bit of, of air that passes through you. And that's how it's able to pick up on the subtleties that a lot of people miss out on. It's what makes your art great, you think to yourself, but it also is what keeps it from being made. There's a duality there. Well, i tell you what I've been doing lately. A couple of things. I'm making sure I get up off my butt and I go running. That's, for me personally, the one thing that keeps me from getting up on top of a building with a high-powered weapon. It gets serotonin in my brain because... My body classically likes to run low on that stuff. It also gets me out of my head, gets my face out of a computer, keeps me from looking at BuzzFeed, keeps me from looking at Facebook needlessly, stalking old friends from college and high school. And it gets me out on the road and I just sit there and I joggle my brain, joggle, joggle, joggle. I'm away from everything. Maybe I'll listen to music. Sometimes I don't. It helps. It's my ballast. And what else do I do? I talk to people. I try to get out of my own head. I try to get out of the turnstile of my own mind. And I go into other people's brains and figure out what their paradigms are. Try to figure out what the similarities are. Try to figure out stuff that they've figured out. And are teaching me just by speaking to me. That's what this shark brain thing is. I mean, it's as self-indulgent a thing as I can think of to do. I'm just thrilled that someone, anyone, gets any enjoyment out of it like I do. It's selfish. And I'm perfectly willing to admit that, that this is my 21st century version of therapy that I'm going to ascribe to myself. Because we don't talk to each other, and I've said it before, I'm not going to be a broken record about that. You know what else I do? I do little things for myself. Like right now, I've got incense burning, and I've never been the incense guy, well, strike that. I had a brief period in my late teens where I thought I was going to be the incense guy, but then I realized that a man listening to Sarah McLaughlin for the emotionality of it isn't necessarily the most aspiring thing to look forward to, so I abandoned it. But now, i burn incense. I'm burning it right now. You can't smell it through the uh, the radio, but that's because technology isn't there yet, probably in iOS 9. They're going to bring that in, smell a vision But it's pignon. I don't think it's pronounced like that. That's a little erudicious and snobbish of me to say that, but it's pignon. I don't know. It's it's from the Southwest. I found out about it from my friend Rustin. Thank you, man, for sharing that with me. Apparently, they just burn it all the time, and it just smells like a campfire. Check it out. Go to Whole Foods. They have the best one there by some company called Juniper. But look it up. This stuff, if you want to be reminded of camping with your family or a cold night in the middle of winter sitting by a fire, this stuff is brilliant for that. I do that, and uh, I drink enough coffee to kill a large Clydesdale. Those two things keep me on this earth, keep me grounded. Maybe a little shaky, but they keep me grounded. So who do we have on the show today? We've got Margot Harshman, an actor whom I've known for a briefer period of time, more like about three or four years, but she is an absolute sweetheart, an incredible actress, was actually in the Call the Cops music video, for those of you who have seen it, for those of you who haven't, go to YouTube, look up Jake Newton Call the Cops music video, and you'll see her acting alongside me, both of us in our Bonnie and Clyde-like Descent into Madness. It doesn't end well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it, it's really well acted, I have to say, she's a phenomenal actor, and we talk about a few of her projects, we talk about her growing up getting a part on a big show, what it's like to be on set, what it's like to serve the story and not your own personal ego. It's very insightful. I wish I had known her earlier in my career as an actor. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have made it so precious if I'd have had more friends like her to show me that it's, it doesn't have to be some hallowed church of acting, that it can be a really kick-ass job ...that you treat really well, along with the people that you work with. That's one great thing about her. I've had the opportunity of visiting her on set. A bunch of us friends going in to visit her on these three camera sitcoms. And she is probably one of the friendliest people that I have ever encountered on a set. I actually wish that more grips acted like her. Because they can be mean. Mean old cusses. Anyway... Enough of me yammering on and on about the interview. Let's get to the interview itself. Thank you all so much for listening, and uh, listen to the end of the podcast where I'll be talking about future dates of Jake Newton Music Live shows. Go to it. Look it up. Put it in your head. Shark brain. November 8th, huh? Day. Yeah.
1: It's the beginning of the end. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I don't, uh,
0: I don't know. I mean there's like ways to think of it like that. I no, know. I'm joking. I know. I'm I know. excited. I'm excited? Yeah. That's good. I knew it was gonna happen. You know when I knew that you guys were gonna get married? When? When we got trapped in that elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Why? What gave it away?
0: Well we as soon as we um like Thanks for the people listening. Um I was at South by Southwest with Margot Harshman, Hello. our guest this week, who is in the Shark Brain Labs, um, and Austin Hooks, her fiance. Uh we were all out there um playing for the uh the South by Southwest twenty twelve, I think.
1: And I was tagging along. You were tagging along. I was your biggest fan, number yes, one. You
0: were yeah, you, you led the banner mm-hmm. men. Um but uh we were we were leaving the last gig that we had to do. Oh, and uh and in this overcrowded elevator in a there parking garage there were 13 garage. of us in there by 13 the way. Us. and probably like only rated for 9 8 8 yeah and i remember the and we went up and as soon as as soon as we hit the floor that we were supposed to get to <laughs> just <laughs> And just the noise, and we got just got stuck halfway between floors, Uh, and we had to call the fire department, and there was just panic, and just sitting there with thirteen people you would never want to be with. Mm -hmm. There was a drunk guy that uh, was wearing, uh, I think, a, a. a curly wig in his mm. pants to make it look like he had huge pubes. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was, the, he more, but the Buno
1: was the booty shorts, I think.
0: Yeah. The booty shorts as yeah. well. Yeah. He was, he was that guy. Yeah. And so we were trapped with him in a close proximity. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we got home and we all just <laughs> had our <laughs> celebratory, Three shots a piece to kind of like calm down from that terrifying moment. I don't want to die in an elevator. No, in South these by people. Southwest, not no. with these people. No. no, because my name's going to be on a plaque with him. Yeah, yeah, and his parents, his ugly, terrible parents, <laughs> are going to show up from bumfuck wherever and say like he was such a good boy, uh, uh, and then my name's going to be associated with that. Yeah, but um, but you guys were the the, the things you guys said to each other. I was like, all right, these guys are in.
1: These, I don't even remember what we said to each other. That you, was a that was
0: a. I remember you saying that you terrifying. wanted you wanted Wanted to have children with him. I, was like, I did. You <laughs> did. You're like, I want to have kids with you. It was like, ah, they're they're sold. Oh god, they are done. They are yeah. They're lock, stock, and two smoking. Girls. I didn't
1: realize. I didn't. I didn't remember that. But, yeah. yeah. Well, well,
0: well, there there it is. That kind in, of
1: experience brings in out the, the crisis. Truth. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, today you're doing audition callback. What was this?
1: No audition for a TBS comedy pilot okay. yeah okay multicam deal
0: yeah they're they're doing a lot of this year-round now
1: yeah there's really no pilot set pilot season anymore it used to be from about january to about april but now it's just all year mm. there's still a concentrated amount of pilots in the beginning of the year but um for the past i guess since the writers' strike when was that
0: 2008
1: uh yeah it was yeah Ish. anyway since since then everything's kind of been screwed up and mm-hmm. it's just all year round you'll get auditions for pilots yeah. so here we are in october and-
0: yeah do you think it's the premier cable stuff, too, when they're doing the off-season thing?
1: There's a lot of cable now. It used to just be concentrated on you know networks, and mm-hmm. now it's all these cable shows with the success of Mad Men mm-hmm. and Walking Dead and all of these shows. Uh, a lot of cable companies are going, oh, I can do that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so. TBS has got their ire up because they're doing uh, Conan, and they've got that flagship going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when did you start acting?
1: Well, I did plays when I was... When I was um, really young, but I I started coming to LA to audition when I was about ten.
0: And you were living in Orange County.
1: No, I was living in San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bless my mom's heart, driving my butt to and from. The last day, the the day my mom decided, okay, it's time to move closer to LA. Now was when we went up for a. I had a Barbie audition, Mm -hmm. and it took us six hours to get from San Diego to LA. yeah so and my dad worked in Orange county, so then the next year we um we all moved from San Diego to orange county okay, cut my dad's time down to you know to get to work down to nothing and
0: mm-hmm. okay and the and the rest of the now. kids were all all fine with that
1: I mean, none of us were really fine with it. we didn't want to leave our yeah. our home where we grew up, and starting in a new school is always tough. it's the worst yeah i had yeah. it I had it pretty rough the first couple of years until hard. my first until my first week of of um High school when everyone realized that my my brother's oh your brother's Dan Harshman oh uh, oh sorry for making fun of you for the last two years oh, we are friends now
0: oh wow really yeah. It took that yeah. two years to yeah. I think everybody needs to and it's sad to say because there's all this anti-bullying stuff going on mm. I'm, I'm people at the grocery stores saying hey do you get time to stop bullying in school <laughs> so like, well, I, I got bullied and that yeah. forced me to go within myself and I, there's a little bit of a, a, a I don't know a, the tempest that I had to go through that you know I think that makes you a better person
1: I... Second that.
0: Yeah. Every time I meet somebody who's thoroughly uninteresting and just, you know, that they were good looking when they were younger mm-hmm. and they've kind of faded, you know, mm-hmm. like a, like an old magazine in the sun. I think, you know what? Um, they probably weren't bullied at all in school. They probably did the bullying, you That's know?
1: probably a, a,
0: probably a good,
1: good assumption. You know?
0: You got to be fat. You got to be ugly. You got to be bullied. <laughs> There's, these are things, you know, that so you can see the other side of things. Got
1: to be the weird drama, drama geek.
0: The drama something. geek. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you're in Orange County. Um, mm-hmm. Back up a little bit, you you had an older brother and he
1: yeah older brother and two older sisters and two older sisters mm-hmm. and so
0: are you the youngest
1: i'm the youngest of you're four the
0: baby i'm the baby uh, look at that don't you feel
1: sorry for me
0: no just, <laughs> i have a baby sister and i never uh-huh. feel sorry no, for I her know. if
1: you're the oldest you never do uh,
0: well, I'm, I'm actually middle kid oh no, so i'm yeah you know that blind spot when you're driving mm-hmm, that's, that's you. where the middle kid sits <laughs> right there right there oh, okay. no but a lot of conversations ended with my parents going where's jake
1: <laughs> I dick- thought you had him. He's, no, he's been thought- so quiet
0: <laughs> and left back at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, so you grew. So you moved to Orange County. Where in Orange County?
1: North Tustin.
0: North Tustin. Beautiful
1: North Tustin. Went to Hughes Middle School and Foothill High School. And um, and yeah, actually graduated after the tenth grade. Um, and started going to community college in Orange County. And really? Then, yeah.
0: Smarty pants.
1: Yeah. And I was working the last year of sc- that I was enrolled in high school. I think I actually, I either went 100 days or I missed 100 days. Something ridiculous like yeah. that. Like I would work so much that I would do all my schoolwork on set. And I would be done with a week's worth of curriculum in a day mm-hmm. because there's no distractions. You don't have all these, you know. And,
0: and you don't have to have, wait for the slow kids. You know? and then,
1: <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but I,
0: I know what you but, mean. But there's there's a kind of like working at your own pace is right. very different, you know. Right. So Unless then, you've got dyslexia or learning disability or something like that. You're kind of just clipping along.
1: Correct, yeah. So so that last year was when I really realized, like, okay, I can do what I love to do, what I've been doing for the past, you know, six years and, and, and still also go to school and learn, which is another, which is something else that I love to do and, Mm -hmm. you know, do it with, with um, better time management. So that's why I decided to, to uh, leave public high school and just start going to community college and then went for almost two years and then work picked up. And so I stopped. Mm
0: -hmm. So for six years you had been working on and off, full time as an actress, mm-hmm. yeah, as an actor, I should say. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, there eh, are. I don't know. I, <laughs> but uh, so, when was the big, the big job that kind of changed it from being kind of a um, an intermittent here and there sort of thing, or was there one? Should I say? Did was there ever a moment where it was like, okay, well, now I have to really throw myself full bore into this?
1: Um, I don't think there was. I've always known that it, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is. Hmm. I'm always 100% into it. Before I had to balance other things like school, but um, no, there was never really one project that made me go, ooh, I've made it now, mm-hmm. this is this is it. Yeah. You know, um, I think the, the the first amazing project I worked on was Even Stevens. That was through yeah. my formative years. Mm-hmm. And how know, old were you when that started? At 12, and we wrapped it when I was 16.
0: Oh, this was a very, That's, very formative year. Yeah. You know?
1: All of my awkward years are documented. Uh So if you ever want to see what I look like as a scrawny, big eared, big nosed 14 year old, Mm -hmm. you can find that very easily. And Um, we will. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Um, And you were on that show with Lauren.
1: Lauren, Mm -hmm. who's going to be my maid of honor. Yes,
0: indeed. Lauren Frost. Lauren Frost. Of Cake Batter. Yes, Cake
1: Batter. Oh my gosh, those girls.
0: They're hilarious.
1: Hysterical.
0: They work over at I.O. and a bunch of other things, Sketch Comedy Group. Mm -hmm. And then. Shia LaBeouf, Mm -hmm. and then a few other people. Well, obviously, yeah, a lot lot of great people. Yeah,
1: Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about how to be on a set, how Mm -hmm. to be on any job, on any in any professional setting, and how to have fun and how to how to respect others. And Mm -hmm. you know, my mother drilled into my head like. You treat others the way you want to be treated and, and being on a set and being around so many people from so many different backgrounds and different age groups and, and everything really, you can see what not to do.
0: Yeah. What very... are some
1: of those things that came through?
0: <laughs> Cause it's very interesting. I, I have seen it myself, oh, like being on gosh, set and like, where do I start? even, even being on, like going to visit friends on set and realizing, wait, like, I don't know who the diva is. I think it's my friend. Mm. I think my friend is the diva. Oh, no, no. Like, why are you sending a PA to go get special bagels for you? Yeah.
1: Why are you doing that?
0: Yeah. So, what are what are you? Uh, what were some of the things that you saw that you went like, oh, I'm not gonna do that so I can work more.
1: Oh man. Well, the basics: show up on time, know your lines. Yeah. A lot of people don't even. A lot of working actors I know don't even take. You know, don't even have that consideration, which mm-hmm. is. Just a shame. It's like, did anyone ever teach you that? Or am I is this obvious just to me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the little things. Like if I'm talking, hanging with a couple crew guys and I'm gonna go grab myself water, I'm gonna say, yes yeah, guys thirsty, what do you want from Crafty? Mm-hmm. And bring it back to them. Like we're not we're all working for the same purpose here. We're not mm-hmm. unfortunately some people think that they're are higher up on some sort of ladder mm-hmm. or chain of command. And that's just a bunch of BS to me. Yeah. Well, it's
0: difficult because it's insidious, uh, that idea that someone can come up to you and go like, Hey, what, what do you need? What do you need? Like, a, a, a second AD will come and go mm-hmm. like, what do you want for breakfast? Mm-hmm. And pe- a lot of people go like, Oh, well then all that pain and suffering, <laughs> is finally turned around, and now I'm the king, mm-hmm. which is so strange. Mm-hmm. But but how did you keep that from happening? Is it you're just mom drilling inside your head, going, like, <laughs> you will always be gracious? And I, I have to say this. I visited you on set, um, and... Which,
1: which set did you come to? Uh,
0: I came to The Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I visited you there, and and you had a way with the crew that I have never seen really? with other actresses. I have to be honest with you on that, because yeah it's it's just there's this division and i and even i've i've had crew members that i went to high school with mm-hmm. that i've tried to kind of go like hey guys so what's going on and everybody just scatters like cockroaches <laughs> <laughs> they go like ah oh, as the actor oh, let's get out of the way mm-hmm. because just 20 minutes before they were sitting there watching the client stare at my hands going like can you put a little bit more blush on his left <laughs> knuckle <laughs> And they go like that uh-huh. guy's doing that, and I'm grabbing cables and slugging them out in the rain. Yeah, screw this guy. Mm-hmm. And but you are somehow able to have people flock around you, put makeup all over you do the fawning thing that they like to do just to get you ready and then you go like okay cool who wants a beer i snuck some in yeah <laughs> how
1: do you do i that? didn't say that i, I don't know you
0: know never do talking. you never no. work inebriated that never. would be a terrible no, of idea.
1: course a horrible idea Kids
0: don't work inebriated unless <gasps> you're a musician yeah
1: exactly <laughs> um i don't know i don't know what it is i guess i just look at everyone everyone's there for the same reason everyone mm-hmm. you know and not for a second, unless like they're yelling at me, Marco, get in the chair. You got to get, We're, oh, we, we, we hate your hair. We got to completely change your look. Like I'm not going to be able to go stand in line at the, you know, the catering truck and order, you know, my breakfast I mm-hmm. and I haven't eaten. And I, but that's literally the only time where it's like, oh God, thank you so much, man. Like appreciate it. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's, it's everyone's, everyone on a set is pretty much awesome because we all want the same thing. Mm-hmm. If that's how, I, that's how I look at it, and that's how, yeah. you know,
0: I don't, I don't know. And that's how you're able to talk to super crusty... <laughs> I
1: gri- love me some guess. crusty grips. Some oh. crusty grips, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, with the various different shapes of Fu Manchu. Love it. Every, at least, if you don't have a grip with a Fu Manchu, mm-hmm. you probably don't have a, a budget. Yeah, or budget, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, you, uh, you got to work the uh, Fu Manchu in there. Mm-hmm. I love me some Teamsters. I love, mm-hmm. you know... You gotta, you gotta get, you know, gotta get in with crafting. Yeah, catering. gotta get in.
0: absolutely. So, so these are some guys, of the rules. What, like this is getting in good with Crafty. Well, food.
1: every okay. If I'm starting on a show, I always the first day I get there early, mm-hmm. hang out. You know, hopefully this now. Now I sound like a diva. But sometimes they have oranges cut in half uh-huh. and a juicer, so yeah. you can make your own orange juice. Oh, I love when that so happens. So I get there early, squeeze some OJ, uh-huh. go talk to the guy who's making everyone everyone's food all damn day long, mm-hmm. and. Get his name. That's something that I guess I, I one thing that I do on, on all sets is I get people's names. And yeah. I remember their names. And when I see him later in the day, I say, you know, hey, Corey, how mm-hmm. you doing? Yeah. How was your night? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I actually, you talk to these people, like, they they have to go through the same BS you do all day. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's just they
0: have a lot, a lot less comfortability about it, too.
1: Right. They have a lot less comfortability. Accessible to them, but yeah. you know, I choose not to go that route. Where it's like, oh, I have five minutes. I'm going to go back to my trailer. Yeah. Sit on my. Lo- I'm yeah. going to
0: read my book.
1: No, yeah, no, I'm going to hang out. That's great.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd, being able to do that, recalling names and I I've heard something, and I'm, I'm a psychological review or something like that. Um, actually, it's a book that I'm reading. And people's favorite sound is their, is own, their own, name. own voice. Is mm-hmm. Their own name. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. being able to hear that, and it's yeah, true. My name. Is it Marka? <laughs> so being able to do that is, is, uh, it's honestly a skill, and I have to tell you that it doesn't naturally occur to people. I personally, someone can say, like, hi, I'm, and then fuzz just happens mm-hmm. in my brain. I'm like going like, because uh, I'm trying to read them, trying to figure out, like, who they are, blah, blah, blah. Then I go, like, you're missing important
1: information. <laughs> For
0: example, how are you going to get their attention in a crowd?
1: Yeah. Hey, guy. Hey, guy.
0: we just met. Your name was... First 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 hey, enough, first enough. First.
1: No, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that. I definitely mm-hmm. have moments where I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up? Five seconds later, I have no clue mm-hmm. what they said their name was.
0: But but you're cognizant of the fact that you need to learn people's names right. when you get on set. Now that's another rule. What are some other rules for for getting in good? Like say you get you're, you're taking a suit, you do the OJ thing. This is you've just been hired for a five episode arc with an open end. <laughs> um, what uh, what comes next for you know figuring out you figure out if you got a honey wagon or a short star trailer and then go there dump your stuff off and then
1: yeah go there uh, dump the stuff off uh, eat breakfast and then i always i always be i'm always in the hair or makeup chair just in that trailer if my call time is 6:30 a.m. i'm in that trailer at 6:29 mm-hmm. i don't need an ad or a pa to come tell me hey um you're you know it's your call time that's when you're supposed to be you know start mm-hmm. getting ready so i don't i don't need someone to tell me that i'm i'm i've done this long enough to know like you and you only need to be told once. If your call time is seven a.m., be in the chair at seven a.m. Yeah, because that's if you're one minute behind, then they're one minute behind, and then you know the rehearsals one minute behind, and then the first time you say actions one minute. And it's just it's just like sh- you don't ever want to be the one who's holding holding anyone up on a set because time is money, and people remember that they don't probably realize it when it's happening, but like mm. you don't ever want to cost anyone a dime.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Any more than they're already you know paying you if you're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. a respect thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So then I'll get on, I'll get in the chair and go through hair and makeup and then immediately go back and get my wardrobe on. And then it might not be another three or four hours before I start working, but I'm ready. As soon as they're ready for me, I'm there mm-hmm. done memorized. Good to go.
0: Yeah. So now how do you memorize? A lot of people do different things. I had a, I had a bit that I did, which was basically to take out everybody else's lines. Just remember, I my entire, mm-hmm. my entire piece of the script put it all together in one big, huge chunk, and then like I could light myself on fire and kick myself out of a window, and I would be able to just recite it and then just wait for the next person to do it. But I found that that works really well in plays. It does not work really well in, in film. What do you do?
1: If there's a lot of words, if there are a lot of words, like if it's a medical drama or uh-huh. something that has jargon that isn't in your everyday vernacular, it's, it's going to... It's, it's going to be easier to just kind of memorize the words mm-hmm. without maybe another, you know, if especially if you have a, a big chunk of dialogue and then there's like, you know, a three sentence or a three word reply. It's like I, I do use that technique sometimes to um, just to get it, that stuff memorized. But as far as um, a dialogue, when I get an audition, for example, I will. I won't read the character breakdown. Mm-hmm. I won't check out who the writer is and what he's done before. I won't do any of that. I will just look at the sides, know what character I'm I'm supposed to be preparing, but look at the sides and just read it slowly and put my head into each character and kind of how each one is feeling and, and try to to give each one a a background, a history, a reason for saying the things they're saying. So the first time I go through it, I have kind of an understanding of why I'm saying what I'm saying Mm -hmm. or why each character is saying what they're saying. And then I'll go, okay, now I'll read the breakdown and go and see, okay, well, is this character supposed to be sassy? Are they supposed to be smart? You know, those stupid words they put in breakdowns. Um, just to make sure that if, and I find a lot of the time I'm, I'm correct in, in my assumption of the character, but a lot, sometimes, you know, writers will write different than the character they want Mm -hmm. portrayed. And so, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm incorrect, but, um, but i don't know i just it just sticks with me if i read it and put myself in the shoes of this character and and like i said give it a history and all that some, for some reason it just kind of sticks to my brain yeah. and then once i'm done with the project usually if i'm done with an audition I, ask me what the words were tomorrow i Gone. couldn't tell you
0: yeah so it's just a muscle that you've built up i guess able so able to just yeah detect, just to, to second it in that's interesting that you don't read the breakdown that's automatically the first thing that i read mm-hmm. and i may be to my own detriment in a lot of ways because i find it puts me in a box that's true that is so true i now that i'm thinking about it if you think about the when a breakdown gets written it either gets written at the very beginning before the words come out mm-hmm. and they don't even know what they're writing or at the very end when they're exhausted mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get it out it's like the people. title
1: to a movie like what best describes this mm-hmm. entire history this this three-hour thing or yeah. this you know how old is the character this 30-year person like yeah. how what yeah. best describes that i don't want to know that yet snake
0: Pliskin just... escape from la <laughs> He's like he can't get out of la wait a minute hold on I, minute. i'm missing out on a lot of post-apocalyptic goodness if i don't just read the script first uh-huh. so that that's a very interesting way of, of looking at the auditions another thing with the auditions is how have you gotten around that that r- huge ray of hope, like, oh my god, this is a huge audition, and then like starting to count chickens because <laughs> I I know that I've I've been guilty of it absolutely. That whole As have uh, I. Yeah, yeah yeah you know starting to starting to add additions to your house before you mm-hmm. even get in the room. That's kind a, of a huge thing?
1: mistake, but yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Um, how do I not do that?
0: How do you not do that?
1: You you get told no enough. Yeah. I mean, I've been told no. You know, I'll I'll have a hundred hundred auditions and book one thing. Like yeah. You gotta get used to. You can think you've done the. You no one could do better than you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I look just like the dad, and oh, this is God, oh, this is the one. This is, and then you don't get it, and it's like, well, why? Well, there's no real reason. You can do your best job and not book. You can do a terrible job. I've walked into some auditions and bombed it and gone. Yeah. That's not going They'll anywhere. Never
0: call. And then next then thing ring, I know,
1: ring. ring, ring, huh? You're testing for this. What? 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 So I don't know. I there's one thing that my mom and I always say, which is this business makes zero sense. Yeah. There is no rhyme or reason to it. Once you think you have it figured out, you get a swift kick to the behind. Like mm-hmm. there's really, and that's one thing. That's the only thing that I know is true about this. Mm. So I guess that's, that helps when, if I do think, you know, this huge project is going to be it, like just remind myself that none of it makes sense. No. There's no guarantees. Mm-mm. I mean, there's, you know, I'm going to be working now over Thanksgiving, and I was going to go to Hawaii with the family, and I was talking with my manager last night, and he's like, "Oh, I'll figure out exactly what days you're going to be working that week, and this and that." I was like, "No, it's fine. It's, I mean, there's, I'm not going to have them. Obviously, they're not going to rearrange their schedule for me. A and B. I'm really happy to be working. Yeah, I'd rather be on a set than on a vacation and not working. Mm -hmm. Like, so I don't know. I guess when it comes to those huge projects that you think are life-changing you just have to remember how you feel when you haven't worked for a year Mm -hmm. and you know a guest spot on something is a huge deal and it's a blessing
0: yeah that's mortgage for a couple months yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly and yeah, now I have that to worry about. Jeez. Yeah, you're a homeowner. <laughs> you're a recent
0: homeowner. This yeah. is very, I mean, that's. I'm like a
1: real adult person. Yeah, now. I, don't I know would, what's going Yeah, on. We've
0: known you through the whole like, mm-hmm. like hunt and look, and, mm-hmm. and that, that became. Which your house is awesome, Thanks, by the guys. way. Yeah. Thanks. it's getting even more awesome as you guys. Lots of coats of paint. Lots of coats of paint. Yeah. And now you've turned your garage into a snap on commercial.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 Seriously, you, you, so you covered the the bottom of the garage with uh-huh. all this lacquered and coat. I mm-hmm. I grew up with this guy Dan uh, Walker who had a '57 Chevy and ran a shop in, in Oakers, and he kept his shop immaculately mm-hmm. clean. And I can only imagine that it's going to put your garage is going to put his to shame.
1: Oh, oh, with my obsessive compulsive tendencies, and yeah.
0: And then your Austin's, fiance's obsessive compulsive tendencies. He's gonna
1: he's gonna dt that that yeah. garage. You know what that means? I don't know what D- Danny Tanner.
0: <laughs> he's,
1: he's gonna get crazy in there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. that's the best full house reference I've ever yeah. heard all day. I can't
1: claim that. That's something his cousins and, and buddies growing up said, but
0: yeah, and his
1: brothers, yeah. Oh yeah. Austin's oh, DTing again. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be an immaculately clean, noisy garage. Mm-hmm. But the neighbors won't hear the noise because we got it insulated. See? Ah, Great. We can Great. test all the amps you so want. Yeah,
0: and we can go have band practice. Come
1: over right? and, and bang on some drums. Yeah, and that sounds awesome. Sing some songs.
0: So, so you've been working since you were twelve, pretty much consistently. Did mm-hmm. you ever have that feeling toward the end? Of, I mean, you graduated, graduated from high school at tenth grade. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have that feeling like when you're up, up for the role of somebody graduating from high school and stuff like going <laughs> like, uh, oh, I never got to wear a cap and gown, and yeah. do the thing."
1: Yeah, I've thought that. I've definitely thought that, and and. Um... <sighs> It's weird because when I, when I was younger, I was upset about it. But now looking back, you know, I still went to prom. Mm-hmm. I I still I, I have a couple friends from high school who are like family to me, and and you know, I still would go to parties and hang out with 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 buddies because I was still friends with them. And mm-hmm. yeah, part of me does wish that 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 happened just because that's something that I feel like everyone's supposed to experience. But mm-hmm. um. But I mean, I can't, I can't imagine doing anything but what I've done in my life. Like, I can't imagine not working through. I I had to leave the first prom I went to, I had to leave early. I couldn't, I think I went, I like went there to take pictures and had to leave because I had to work. I had a night shoot, you know, when I was 15. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, who, who else can say they had that experience? Yeah, I didn't get to walk down with a cap and gown, but. But I've worn a cap and gown in, in film before, yeah. so hey.
0: Hey, it's kind of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's
1: totally yeah. the same thing. Absolutely. Right?
0: It's just, uh, yeah, a lot less family members. <laughs> and honestly, they always want to go to Chili's afterwards, and you don't want to go to Chili's. You want to go hang out with your friends.
1: Yeah. Golly. Mom.
0: Jeez Louise, but then they're sitting there and they're giving you cards. I know it. <laughs> I know it. I um, I, I was up in Oakhurst, and I wanted desperately to get out. I wanted to to come down to either L.A. or New York. And, yeah, I mean, high high school graduation to me was, like, the start of wanting to go start doing what you were doing, you know, which is, you know, to, to work in yeah. in film. That was my thrust for coming down here. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, thinking about it that way, yeah. Why not? You're already there, you know. Yeah. Do not pass go. Um, that's, that's really, that's really yeah,
1: I've, I've I've talked with Austin about that, too. About how, you know, I didn't have the real college experience and, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't graduate high school and all that. He goes, yeah, but you were doing what you loved since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to college because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was that I loved that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. You already knew. So, hearing that, and all right, that's what I tell myself when I have those sad moments. Yeah. Like, I'm weird.
0: Yeah, the road less traveled kind yeah. of. But I, but, yeah. But, yeah, I-, I didn't ha- do the thing with the <laughs> throwing the, the mortar. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... So you were on set. You've learned uh, in your bones how to find your light, to mm-hmm. s- not step on cables, to let the AD know where you are all the time, mm-hmm. to fold your fold your uh, costume at the end mm-hmm. of the day, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Where... Uh, has there been moments where you your the expectations of you were low because of just generally what people are out there that what people how people react uh, actresses actors well, the way that they they act as the expectations really low and then people not actually accepting you for for your the professionality that you are for instances where that happened You're, yeah
1: that's yeah? happened um usually if that does happen usually if that does happen they learn pretty quickly that I that I I know what I'm doing, yeah. But um, but I have been, and I don't want to name names.
0: No, no, because who knows projects? If gonna be. Yeah.
1: But there's there have been times where I feel like I've been looked down upon. Like I, I just wasn't. I guess I guess just not what they wanted, so there was really no respect to f- on their end toward me. So they me. were just going to
0: fight you the entire way. Yeah, and, and I'm still
1: standing there, smiling and showing up on time or early, and mm-hmm. and being nice to everyone, and you know, even if even if I'm in a on a because you know not every set is is a dream, but um, but really, I mean, of all the, of all the sets I've ever been on, there's really like one mm-hmm. that's really been.
0: Ugh. Was it movie or was it uh, fil- was it uh, TV?
1: Um, it was. It was TV. I mean, there have been times on every set. There's been challenges on every on every project. Mm-hmm. But I always, you know, my dad's an optimist, and it's just like that's in my blood. You have to look at things, you know, glass half full.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it was a, it was a TV show, and it just I just no matter how hard I tried after, you know, week after week coming back, I just I just couldn't seem to win anyone over. And that's fine. Sometimes people just don't like you, mm-hmm. and that's something else you have to learn in this business. Like no matter how nice I am to all the crew and all this, like sometimes people just don't want to be friendly and don't want to take the time to get to know you. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not going to ruin my life. You know, I have my mom to call on the way home to tell her about it. Mm -hmm. I got my friends to go hang out with. Like I'm, I'm, I'll be fine. But, um, but it does, it does make the job a little, a little more tiring Mm -hmm. because sometimes you're there for 16 hours and, and it's like, they want you to cry for four of them. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Yeah. I just did a, uh, bones were just, they just wanted tears, man. Yeah. And I gave it to them, but I was tired at the yeah. end of those days. You got to get like rehydrate. Yeah, I was drinking yeah. lots of water. Uh-huh. I actually was. I don't know if that was because I was shooting the water out my eyes, but. Yeah. Um, it's just biology. Yeah, Better. totes. It's totes, totes biology. Totes bio. I learned that when uh, when I graduated high school. Yeah, 10th grade. College. Community college, 10th bi- grade. No big biology. deal.
0: Biology, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, the, the difficulty of that do you have a uh, television just seems i mean i the difference between working in film and working in television the film is kind of like well we've got this you know we've got these set of, of weeks to do what we need to do and this is the big climactic scene the one time that you cry or the one time that you scream and yell the one time that you, and in television a lot of times it's felt like the, the directors are kind of just babysitting they're just <laughs> sort of making sure that everything goes well then again i haven't really i've only really worked for a like ABC and CBS, the kind of more like, you know, like, oh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we're run by huge corporations. They're all run by huge corporations, right. but like, there's, but, but have, have you kind of dealt with, uh, with being a character and having different directors come in? That's always one thing that I wonder because I've never really had more than a two episode arc, um, which I don't think you call it an arc if it's, it's just a line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's an arc. Come on.
0: Yeah. But, 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 uh, but having someone come in and, and have new ideas about your character and you kind of bumping up against that. I guess you're one one thing I want to ask is your level of creativity in the character that you bring to it. Do you do you feel like you have a lot of sense of being able to move and strive within that, or do you, are you a lot of times going like, well, I have to kind of do what they wanted in the audition because they're really constrained.
1: Um. I- if it's if it's like a guest star spot mm-hmm. um one episode thing then then yeah you want to give them what you gave him in the audition because that's what got you there and they don't expect to use you for anything but that mm-hmm. um if it's something like um a TV show where you have a new director every week I mean like I said before not everyone has to like you not mm-hmm. everyone has to you know but you have to you have to have you meaning the actor has to have a a strong idea of of what voice they're portraying. And if someone comes in and says, Do do X and all you all you're doing is, you know, A through H, like mm-hmm. you go, Well X isn't part of that's not part of this. Mm-hmm. If you want an element of that, I could maybe sneak it in, but like that's really not the character at all. And you have to have the balls to say that to yeah. to the you know, in of uh, obviously a nice
0: effusive yeah. kind, like you know well,
1: if you think about it really, sir. Can I get you water? Um <laughs> no I think I, I, I. but I also think it's great when new directors come in because man they can really just a different brain and, and a different way of thinking about this one scene or this one line or even your character as a whole can a different brain can really open up some stuff you hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense like why didn't I think of that oh mm-hmm. because I'm in yeah that's your head and this is my head and they're different but um, but we're on the same page and we're, we're fighting for the same cause and um, for the most part, I I like working with with new directors, even on TV shows. I think because I think a lot of a lot of directors I've been lucky enough to work with have worked for a long time and mm. worked with all different kinds of actors and different kinds of shows and and they're good. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting.
0: That's very interesting. I always thought that. Personally, I, I I don't know whether or not this is just me trying to because you're you were born with the optimist gene. Yeah,
1: I was you. about to say this is probably me finding the good in, in something yeah, that, that isn't so great.
0: <laughs> See, I I oh there goes my buttons.
1: Dog. I mean that's not buttons. Banjo.
0: Banjo. <laughs> yeah, I I've often thought that uh, I'm it's not there's the optimist and pessimist. The optimist thinks of the glasses half full. Pessimist half empty. I have this weird kind of pessimistic realist. Mm-hmm. That's just like it's half full, but it's nauseous sick. Shit, it's what it is. <laughs> it's half full of that. Not only is it half full, but I have to som- somehow find a way to get rid of it mm. because it's evil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is the insidious bit, you know. That everyone's out to get me, and everyone hates me. Hey, they hired me just so they could reject me. Oh you know? god! And that—that's just a, a personal, uh, a weird oddity that needs to be, you know, it's being excised through therapy. Mm-hmm. You Good. know. Oh, he's getting he's been barking a lot and we have this thing called the pet corrector. It's just this can of compressed air that hisses. (laughs) There it is. And it works reasonably well. I mean, apparently what it's supposed to do is not hurt their ears, but, uh, but Sh- go just f- shock him. Shock him, and there's this autonomic, primordial thing that dogs have. That things that hiss are, mm-hmm. you know, lizards and snakes yeah. and evil things. You have to be cautious about. So that's what that is an attempt to do. But he's okay. been acting up a bit. We'll he's been feeling works. his oats. He's been stretching his elbows out to see where his <laughs> where the boundaries, boundaries are. are. Yeah, man, yeah. leaps up onto the bed every single night. Oh. Yeah, middle of the night, just starts Mm-mm. crying about it, and I'm a softy. That's the thing about having kids. I'm gonna be the worst.
1: Yeah, just oh,
0: I know. I mean, they're they gonna look at me and go like, but but but. And I'm going to be like, well, okay, mom said you could have candy for dinner. <laughs> I don't. I won't check with her.
1: I feel like dads are for the. Mo- I mean, all the dads that I've known, mm-hmm. they're. Softies. Well your dad's the optimist that's, yeah. that's the whole thing
0: yeah your your dad's the optimist, and from what I know about your mom, your mom is the choleric go getter like like like
1: she's blunt, she'll tell you
0: how it is get out of the way, no
1: yeah, way. well, I mean, she's not going to pretend that she is mm-hmm. thrilled to be there if she's not thrilled to be there this seems like the per- <laughs> this is like the perfect uh storm
0: for working in Hollywood,
1: yeah, I think
0: it's like everything's gonna be okay, mm-hmm. but I'm not okay with this yeah yeah so as soon as we fix this, hey, we're gravy guys, yeah. no worries. You're stepping yeah. on my leg. Get off of it. Yes,
1: exactly. The yeah. glass is half full, just don't spill it.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yeah,
1: that's the combination. That's the combination. Now,
0: of all the things that you've worked on, uh, <clears throat> what are a couple of the ones that really felt like you were in the moment and, and feeling the creative juices, like actually creating on the set itself as opposed to just documenting the choices you had made before?
1: Oh, man. I think... I find that most with comedy, mm-hmm. um, especially working with guys who know what they're doing—not mm. specifically meaning men, but you know, yeah. people, people who people. Because yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of times with drama, it's hard to. I mean, it's fine. It's but it's it's. I don't want to say it's easy, but like I've, I, I don't know. To, to answer your question, I guess I've always found that. Exploring a scene, a comedic scene with another actor who gets comedy is like the most fun. Mm-hmm. Things you did not expect to happen. You know, you've got like I did. Fired up years ago. This, this cheerleading movie, uh-huh. and I had some of the best laughs I've ever had working on on um, on Bent with with Jeffrey Tambor. Like mm-hmm. just watching watching this brain go and and bounce off of, of mine and or whoever he's in a scene with like it's just that's where I think that a lot of the most f- awesome, unexpected things come from, mm-hmm. at least from my experience.
0: Did you like working in multi-camera or single camera better for that kind of a thing? Th-
1: that's, multi-camera is a whole different beast and it is fun. Yeah. There's nothing like landing a joke and having a bunch of people laugh and like waiting for the laughter to stop and then it continues and then you just give a look and there's another laugh and then it's uh-huh. just like, that's, that's a great.
0: Oh, I love those moments. That's, I call that riding the wave. Yeah, just riding you, the wave. And you're going like, come with me on yeah. a journey through belly LA laughs. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah that um that you know that happens that' ex- you know finding things that you didn't think were gonna be there happens a lot in multicam too um I did this show when I was a teenager called Run of the house and there was a woman on it named Mo Gaffney and she she played like the the nosy neighbor uh-huh. and she is still she has made me laugh harder than I've, I mean, I just remember doubling over when I was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. laughing so uncontrollably.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the best part is when you do it in front of a live audience, you have to hold that in. You have to yeah. keep it together. And it's yeah. such, it feels so good when you actually get it done correctly. I don't know. It's, yeah.
0: When you stick the landing and you're able to walk off set and just absolutely have a, yeah. a conniption fit. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: That's the best.
1: And those are the best schedules, too, those multi-camera schedules.
0: Yeah. Oh. What's that break it down for those of us who aren't you know?
1: Let's say you tape on a Friday night in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. On Monday, you have the table read. You read the script in front of the writers and the producers with the other actors. You kind of go through the scenes. Maybe you're at work for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Wow. Tuesday, you go in. There's some rewrites. You go through the scenes. You find out some blocking and all the sets. You are be there, maybe for four hours. Wow. I know it really is hard work. Oh, Wednesday, man. same deal. Couple extra hours. Actually, Wednesdays are usually when they're getting the script hammered down, and you'll, you'll you might work eight. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know Thursday, you do some pre shoot. I mean some. Um, Yeah, some pre-shoots, if there's like an exterior thing or whatever, or a car scene, they'll pre-shoot it and then show it, replay it back on Friday night for the live audience. So Mm -hmm. rehearse more all day Thursday, pre-shoots, and then Friday, rehearse all day, and then show night. And then you're done. And then you're done for the week. And it's great. And usually after the show, people will go out to the local bar and get some drinks and hang out. And It's
0: it's, like theater.
1: It's like theater, yeah. yeah. It's like theater, except I think much easier.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Cuz yeah. you're doing
1: one show a week, you know. Yeah.
0: You don't have to block it all. I mean, yeah, you're doing one show a week yeah. and you get like to like what 23 pages?
1: Y- yeah, about that. Yeah. Mhm, for a half hour. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Amazing. Yeah. I I've, I've done my fair share of theater. I've done, I haven't I've never done multi-camera. I've I've done done a lot of the, you know, crime drama, mm-hmm. the kind of a vibe or even just doing doing the feature thing, which is always always feels like you're following somebody who's the conquistador into, you know, no man's land. <laughs> and a lot of times, they're really communicative with what's immediately around them, like that, I want the blue scarf, no, no on that, let's, you know, move to that different location, and you kind of go like, okay, so what am I, what am, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm I'm inventing this role right now, and in, in this movie that I have no idea what the tone is, mm. and they kind of go like, mm. I'll, be right, I'll be right with you, I'll be right with you, and you kind of just go out there and go, Da-da! you know, and and that risk, but Having that optimist dad and the no nonsense mom probably helps in those instances of being. Well, able yeah, you gotta to make say, a choice. You gotta make a choice.
1: Just make a choice and stick with it. Mm-hmm. And unless someone comes up to you and says no, 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 yeah. And usually there's like seven no's in a row.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: then you know, you know, you're not, you're not. And every no anything. makes you feel
0: smaller and smaller, smaller, and, smaller, smaller, and, smaller
1: and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Margo, on a scale of one to ten, you're giving me a two. Yeah. I heard that once.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well let's was, talk about that. I was a what child. Really? Yeah.
1: My mom just said, you know, some people aren't nice. Some people just don't know how to say they want more from you. Uh-huh. Some people are rude. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it except, mm. you know, how are you going to react to that? Yeah.
0: I've dealt with that. Let's talk about some of the other horror stories oh, as no. far as are surrounded by that. I had one time where uh, where somebody said uh, just just yelled,
1: cut, cut,
0: cut. Jake, I see what you're doing. I know what you're going for, but I hate it. Oh. Yeah. What a... D- Dick. see that's Holy probably the same person
1: dick. who shows up late uh-huh. and asks for their you know egg white fluff exactly. omelet with I turkey bacon i
0: don't want to look at the extras i don't <laughs> want them looking at me i'd like there to be a pin up like there's some sort of walking dead zombie. right okay. they don't
1: they do not exist mm-hmm. yeah of course wow. Oh, wow some people are just just special
0: same set different scene different day someone like from video village ripped off the headphones and said no no jake take a walk. I don't know. They to just told me to just Ooh. walk around to get, Oh, it was, Ooh. this guy was the worst. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I had one of those experiences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I got told in front of an entire crew and did I already tell you this story? An entire crew. And I think there were maybe 30 or 40 background there that day. I, I he, it was the last, it was the martini, the last shot of the day. Uh. Everyone's just waiting for, okay, that's a wrap, go home.
0: The bases are loaded. Right. You're up.
1: Yeah. And then right before that happened, he decided to come and I'm sitting in the scene. So he's towering over me, telling me that, you know, Marco, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I know, like, uh, we get to your coverage last, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you could do something next time, like take a nap. Like at lunch, you know, instead of eating, just take a nap. I was like, oh
0: oh is
1: that so are you telling me i looked like okay
0: haggard and tired which is playing on my vanity or are you telling me that i'm just super slow which is playing on my ego thanks guy Mm -hmm. have you noticed this and i i I don't know if i want to grouse too much about it because you know it doesn't really do the heart and (coughs) spirit much good but there is this there is this permission that is afforded people in in the entertainment industry where they can be absolute children and nobody, nobody has the balls or the guts to say, oh, no, you don't do that.
1: Yeah, I should have said something when he did said that in front of the entire... Yeah, I, yeah. I know now to next time. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, oh, God, these people just want to go home to their families. I'm not going to sit here and, and bicker with this man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just... I'm getting worked up. Continue. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, no, absolutely. No, that's that's what I wanted to talk about is those, those instances where people are actually... Nobody says, hey, that is... The worst thing to say to a person, or you can't act that way. People don't act that way. People in normal business relationships, if I was working in an office and someone came through and said, listen, I've got to have a coffee bean and tea leaf cup with orange juice in it (laughs) waiting at my table where I'm sitting and I don't want anybody around. I don't want to look at them. I don't want it in my eye line. Get them out of my, get them the fuck out of my eye line when they're not on the scene. How how on earth is that allowed? What do you th- what do you think is the thing that perpetuates that? Do you think it's just fear?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's fear not not from the person who's demanding or being a jerk, but from everyone else around them. Mm-hmm. Everyone's af- afraid that they're going to hurt this this. Higher ups' feelings, are yeah. in their mind, like oh, the star's feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't want to hurt the. Oh, we don't want to put them in a bad mood because they'll just throw a hissy fit. And so they just get their butts kissed all day, every day, and and they're just they're never told no. They're never told that's not right. Mm-hmm. Think twice about that next time. Yeah. No, never no. No one ever tells them that because they're afraid. I mean, people are afraid to lose their jobs. I have seen actors get crew members and other actors fired from shows before because they didn't like them, like based uh, on no reason. I mean, like
0: I just don't like the cut of his jib.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't like whatever. Yeah. Like it's 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 you. But it sucks because then that puts people who should be put in their place on this pedestal, and mm-hmm.
0: it's a weird kind of fear mongering thing that occurs. Mm-hmm. I. I noticed I was taking um, I was taking master classes for Anthony Hopkins when he was over at uh, this theater that I was working out of in <clears throat> Santa Monica, and he started coming in because he felt uh, the need to give back. Right, so he just started showing up on Saturdays, and we'd all just you know do a bunch of scenes, and he'd critique them. And then every now and then, if he'd already played the role. Uh, he'd jump in there and do the scene too. And he'd be like, uh, would you indulge me? And you're like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see Anthony Hopkins. I saw Anthony Hopkins do the to-be-or-not-to-be speech. Oh, my God. It crushed. Oh, my Lord. And then you would never see him do it because right. he's too old. But he just annihilated mm-hmm. it. This poor, poor schlub of a kid. <laughs> he went to go. He started doing it. He did. Like, oh, that was great. Gave him a couple notes. And then he did it. And the other kid was like, well, I can never do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just annihilated it. But yeah. what started happening is the people who were leading the theater, who were... Um, who were in charge of everything. They started, you know, he said, like, I'll tell you what, how you can pay me. You can bring me a cup of coffee. That's, that's how much he charged to be able to, to do the master classes. Mm-hmm. Stand up guy, amazing yeah. person, you know, great, great warm hearted guy. But they started, they started bringing coffee and then they started bringing pastries. Mm-hmm. And a few, you know, fruit and stuff like that. Till toward the end of this 12 week course, it was this huge buffet uh-huh. in front of him uh-huh. that was just there, sitting there every single week. And the rest of us are just sitting there, look at that. And we're, you know, obviously not allowed to have it because that's, oh, that's Anthony's. So it was the strangest dichotomy of this person just eating food in front of us. Mm. Kind of going, and then eventually, about uh, week 10 or 11, he's like, <laughs> Do you guys want some? I no have one ever seventeen
1: bagels. Here. No Does one anyone- ever
0: jumps in on this. <laughs> anybody? Anybody wants some fruit? I've got, a lot, I've got a lot of fruit, and then everybody's going. Well, I guess so. We're all starving yeah. actors, just kind of like yeah, really? like lining our pockets. Uh-huh. But it's that insidious thing, and it wasn't had nothing to do with him. But you kind of you kind of rise to meet the surroundings and the expectations that are put upon right. you. Now, obviously. You, to bring it back to what we said before, you've circumvented them and were able to identify like, okay, that is a privilege that has been given to me and that Mm -hmm. is not a right, Mm -hmm. which is a very difficult thing to do, especially in a stressful situation because you want to... Well, you want to, when you're on set, be able to say, if you're insecure about yourself, to say, well, I deserve to be here. What are the key indications that I deserve to be here? Oh, people are doing things for me. Right. Okay. Then I need to make sure that that becomes an actual priority because I am doing a very difficult job. I am pretending. <laughs> okay. I am pretending <laughs> to be someone else. I'm closing my eyes and I'm crying. <laughs> I'm pretending to be someone else. I've often said, and this is my problem when I was in my early 20s, first coming out of uh, of, of conservatory and doing that whole thing, is I thought... This is a religion. You know, what I'm doing is I'm bringing things to the masses. I am, this is the church of acting, Mm -hmm. and I am nominating myself as a priest. (laughs) And I am spiritually leading people through the emotions of life Mm -hmm. and giving them reprieve and also pause for uh, repose to think about their lives. Mm -hmm. In reality, what I should have been doing was thinking, this is an awesome job. Yeah. I get to pretend to say words to people and be. Different people, yeah. And then I say them, and then I go home. Mm-hmm. The fulfillment of that feels like it would be less than actually making it a church, but it's probably more. Would oh, you think? Oh God, yeah, yeah.
1: There's no. If you realize how lucky you are to be in in this business and and be successful and and realize that it's not... You're, you're not... Hey, the transpo guys get there an hour before everyone gets there mm-hmm. and stay at least an hour after. I mean, they have sometimes 18-hour days. Like, I have one scene during a day, during, you know, go in for maybe six hours and leave. Mm-hmm. That's the best freaking job ever. Like, that is... And of course, yes, it's not, it's sometimes I watch actors act and I'm just like, stop acting and just like be the, be the character, you know? And sometimes that can be difficult, but, um, but there's really nothing difficult about this job, unless you don't like getting up at 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and staying, you know, not going out with your friends the night before because you have to memorize seven pages of, of lines. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of stuff that I love doing. I love getting up when it's dark. Yeah? And yeah, I'm going, because I'm going to work. Really? Yeah, I love it. You love getting up I in, the, do. In, in the dark. And saying good morning and it's dark and you're there while they're still setting up the trucks and you're squeezing your orange yeah, juice. Yeah, you're squeezing
0: your orange juice and you're saying like, hey, Carl, like, Yeah. Those What's were really good empanadas yesterday.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and yeah, I, I that's an incredible job. I'm not going to put pressure on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it more than what it is.
0: You're not going to put pressure on that. You mean make, making it too precious?
1: Kind yeah. Of? Yeah. It is precious, and I'm aware of that, but...
0: In order to actually work within it, you have to like hold it with an open hand.
1: Right. It's yeah. like when I go into an audition, I don't think... Oh, I need a job. Oh, I got to book this. I have to get, I have to, I have to get a job. Mm -hmm. Because that's putting too much pressure on it. If you go in there, okay, I know my lines. I'm here early. I'm going to finish this coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, play a little free sell on my Uh phone. I'm going to head in there, sign in. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I keep my sides in my purse. I know them. Mm -hmm. sometimes i take them in sometimes i don't i don't sit there cracking my knuckles and doing the breathing exercises and sometimes that works for people and sometimes that helps and sometimes i do need a back crack before i go in but yeah i don't want to put pressure on on that because i feel like it, it 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 takes away from what it should be which is fun and light and even on a even on a drama audition or on a drama set, like you don't want to be walking around worried all day about your acting and all that. Like, have confidence in yourself. Don't put pressure on it. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
0: I think that the, the the audition process has been the most difficult thing for me to crack.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the it's hard, a whole different beast.
0: It's an it's it's like you know what it, I feel like it's 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 as though you're a cook. And somebody says, like, this is really good. Your food is absolutely amazing. Now, how good are you at farming? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a Mitch Hedberg bit that he would do mm-hmm. before. Like, it's just, it's something, it's related, but it feels, it's it's totally got this, these few pieces. I, I had something yesterday, um, two days ago, uh, in Santa Monica. And it was a callback. And I walked in, and it was uh, the four or five people all sitting there mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. And... And you n- I just never know w- what my bounds are. Like, like you don't want to be the really friendly guy where they're going, like, okay, look, guy, look <laughs> you, were the, you were the 47th person yeah. today. We don't care. Mm-hmm. and Or to be the guy that goes like, hi, um, I'd show you my personality and how I could do the part, but I really just want to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> I mean, so I walked in there. And it was supposed to be for this guy from the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
1: you could play that. I, oh, yeah. That's why, that's
0: why the mustache is a little longer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> was leaning into it. But um, I had three lines. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I get up there and the guy, some guy was like, I like your tie. And I had that moment that, like, in my head going like, all right, do you, do you go into the story about where you got the tie? <laughs> do you do this? Do you do that? Like, like he doesn't care. Uh-huh. He just wants to say something to me. Yeah. to go like, I'd like to hear your voice before you start talking when the camera rolls. And mm-hmm. just said like, thank you. Is that too short? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no. Oh no. Shit. I said fuck. Oh fuck. I said shit. Oh no. Damn it. What do I do? What do I do? Back up. Back up. Back up. Wait. Wait a minute. They're still looking at you. They just asked you your name (laughs) and to give you your profile.
1: Derek. I laugh because I know the feeling I yeah. do. It's like they, I know that they see that there's stuff going on behind my eyes, but for some reason my mouth isn't moving and my uh-huh. brain's doing stuff, but my mouth isn't doing it And my eyes. I know they look blank, but they're yeah. not blank. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and what am I going to say? Oh
0: my God. I haven't talked for five seconds. This <laughs> yeah. is the longest time ever
1: watched. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And
0: then you get out That's of the room and there's three ever. other actors just waiting on deck mm-hmm. and they go like, they kind of do the whole like, so, how oh, was it? Yeah. With their eyes. And you kind of go like, have a good day, everybody.
1: Yeah. Throw your sides away.
0: <laughs> Longest walk to the car. <laughs> you don't even shred them, even though they've got your name on them, because they have to keep their plot points uh-huh, secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did the uh, CW show the mm-hmm. other, the other week in audition for that. And that was, I mean, that, uh, I don't want <laughs> to. How
1: do you be diplomatic here? Yeah,
0: uh, it's one of those things where where you you go like I got to infuse this with something, mm-hmm. but then but then I'll be infusing it with something, and it'll be on tape for people to see, mm-hmm. so that you know I'm definitely not going to be able to run for office after people see <laughs> this.
1: Oh yeah, if- like, yeah. You
0: know, maybe maybe if we had a hero back then, my parents would still be alive. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. The if, there are some, I'm sure, some tape out there that I just never want to see the light mm-hmm. of day. I just... It's...
0: Did you hear about that odd auction that they were going to do? Like, no. Of old audition tapes no, of famous actors? No. That's and stuff rude. Like, and sag- I know. <laughs> I know. Rude. Because it's the worst conditions yeah. to get anything. Like, hey, everybody wait like a doctor's office uh-huh. and with a bunch of your competition. then come in and then, you know, take some notes from us and then hold paper in front of you. And, mm-hmm. and but it was like Brad Pitt, the... Uh, a bunch of other mm-hmm. uh, different famous actors that uh, that they were going to release the tapes of. And then Sad came in and said, oh, oh no, 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 you're no, not. No, no. <laughs> no, you will not do that. Yeah. You will not do that.
1: I actually really, I mean, as much as I joke about it, because I've had terrible auditions, but I actually really enjoy auditioning. You do? I do. Really? I love it. What do you enjoy about it? You sound What? You earth? sound angry at what me. What on
0: earth could be good about that? No, I know you're there is probably something that's really enjoyable about that, but it's, I just don't have that optimist streak.
1: Okay, here it is. Yeah. Um it's just another chance to to do what I love to do, which is mm-hmm. what I do on a set. It's not exactly what I do on a set, but and, you know, as far as giving this character some like I said, a history and a reason for saying what they're saying and all that. Like I love working on sides and figuring that out, especially with comedy and, and going in there and just doing. It. It's, it's like, it's my job when I'm not working, so I might as well enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, I get that feeling in the pit of my stomach right before I go in that big, huge, empty, growing thing where it's like, I suck. Uh-huh. And that's just nerves. And I get in there as soon as I get in there, it's like, it's energy and it's turns into this, like you transmute it. Into yeah. It. Into that. And, and, and is that just from doing it? I've always liked auditioning. Yeah, I've always, I've always liked it. When I first started, I just remember, I mean, just ha- having little tips from. From, um, I went to Ernie and Elaine Lively's acting class growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, they now have one of their. They have five children. Blake Lively is one of their kids, and she's okay. doing wonderful now. Um, but uh, Ernie Lively. He was a great comedic coach, and and one of the things they taught me about auditions is, you know, well, if it's like three pages of sides, you pick one thing. What's one thing that you can do that's different from everyone else? If everyone, if there's an exclamation point on that on that line, everyone's going to scream it. Don't scream it.
0: Mm-hmm. Just say it. Yeah.
1: Don't mug. Don't use your hands. Just mm-hmm. sit there and, and say it. And and knowing that, being confident in what you're doing, and knowing that it's probably out of you know the 47 people they just saw it's like a little something different Mm -hmm. that gives you gives me the confidence to be like okay this is gonna be fun Mm -hmm. and it's i actually even like the auditions when you can hear other people auditioning before you Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is but it's like this i kind of love it i'm like oh gosh that was okay i'm not gonna do that yeah yeah um but i don't know i just i just something something about it something about Something in me turns on in an audition room, hmm. and, and it's great. I, I can call my mom after an audition, and she just goes, are you high? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm so high right now, Mom. I'm high on life. No. That was a good one. And who cares if I booked it or if I didn't? The fact uh-huh. that I just had a great audition is the best feeling.
0: And that should be enough. Yeah. And that is enough. Yeah. And honestly, you can't even do your job. There's a there's a clip floating around the internet of Brian Cranston. Have <sighs> you seen this one? Uh-uh. Oh, he is so good. He's amazing. Good Lord. Who would
1: have was thought? Was Anthony Hopkins who just wrote an open letter to him, right?
0: I don't know. He might
1: have. Is that right? I might have just made that up.
0: Uh, well, we'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. But and we'll put it in later. like Just like, and yeah, yo, yeah, that open letter. Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> uh, but Brian Cranston at, uh, I think it was, it was in the SAG Awards. It was uh, Oscars a couple years ago, or mm-hmm. or... One of those. Um uh, And he basically, they asked him, like, what he was, what were some of the secrets, like, a, a nugget of wisdom or something like that. And his was, basically, just in the audition process, go in there, you're doing your job, you've got a job to do, you don't have to book a job, you have to act a part. And in doing so, that is you can leave with your head held high. Mm-hmm. And
1: I completely I agree with that. Cannot
0: tell you how many times you go like, Oh, well, they're gonna go for a shortcut. They're gonna go for this. And i w I'd still do it. But like when you when you don't book the job and you go like, Well, who did book the job? Mm-hmm. And then you look it up and you go like, Oh come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I that flash thing, that CW thing that I went in for mm-hmm. um, I turned I, I looked and I, that was one of those ones where it was it was, you know, a scene where, you know, I had the tear. It was like the welling up and mm-hmm. then it just one went right down oh, like Crybaby section. And Johnny Depp was like, Oh fucking. <laughs> hell it. Oh man. And it and yeah, I had the had the whole thing going and the guy at the very end of it, like did the notes, you know, where you where they go sometimes they do the whole Great, thanks. And you go didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. Then or sometimes they go like I have I have nothing to say. That was that's exactly what we want. Yeah. That's what he said. Verbatim. Yeah. I have nothing to say. That's exactly what we want. That's great. I kind of walked out of there going, all oh, right. Saw who they cast? Mm. A child. Oh. A child. And it's one of those ones where you go like, there's nothing I could do. Right. And how on earth and I just think back on on my early days of actually doing it professionally when I was trying to make Mark Marin says a lot of a lot of times people try to make uh, entertainment industry, your parents, you know. So I was like, uh-huh. "This is a different set." So I'm looking for approval from these people. Guess what? You're not going to get approval from these no. people. No, you no. might get some money, yeah. but not approval. You know? Sometimes money can feel like approval, yeah. but but in in doing that, I would go in and I'd go like, "They didn't like me. They didn't think it was this. Like, or even if they did like me, they're not going to pick me because that guy had abs. I don't have abs." <laughs> I have no abs. I have abs, I'm sure I do, but they're they're hidden. But you under, have a brain, change. Uh, uh, that's true, that's true. And
1: you know what? That's And you them, have abs. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, well, I, I have abs. They're hidden now. <laughs> They're hidden under a thin layer of butter <laughs> that I enjoy so deeply. That was the one thing, the reason why I started Shark Brain is because I thought to myself, I would go on these auditions, and I, I seriously took a six-year, seven-year break from actually doing scripted TV, all that stuff, trying to go for that. Mm-hmm. Because, um... A confluence of things. Um, A, I was so neurotic. I've been going to therapy lately and I've found out essentially that I've, I've had undiagnosed anxiety disorder. Oh. Which, you know, hey, hey how about let's, that? let's give this guy a bunch of auditions yeah. and see how well he does. <laughs> so I just didn't have the tools uh-huh. to to work through the the optimistic stuff that you that you go and then you, and something turns on and you something would turn on to me, of course, yeah. But then that voice would also say, "You haven't moved your neck
1: uh, in yeah.
0: 25 seconds. Nobody stands like that. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. And then you know, fold in upon myself like a building about to crumb- crumble. Mm-hmm. But I I've been taking a break from that and I've been doing. uh uh, commercial auditions, and one thing about the commercial audition is is you know whereas you get a script that's that big you know about you know uh, deep pool when you go to a commercial audition you just turn that into a waiting pool just just make it right there and so you sometimes the only thing to read is the character breakdown yeah 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 I did a job uh, six months ago where the part lasted shorter than the character breakdown took to read. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this business. It's just, it was there and it was gone, gone. And, but yeah. it was, it was literally three sentences they wanted to write about this guy. And it ended up me being tapping on an aquarium. Gonk gonk. gong. cut. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. $8,000. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, <laughs> but no, about, about, uh, where was I going with all that? Um, uh, about the
1: anxiety the anxiety
0: and, and trying to and and trying to transmute that and trying to f- uh, figure a way around that um i don't know I think that I think you've got a really a really natural way of of going about it that is is it's fortuitous but you've also fostered it
1: know, yeah but I've definitely fallen into i find when i've in life fallen to areas of of you know just a lack of self confidence, mm-hmm. not necessarily in work, but in relationships or in, in other aspects of life, that completely translates into auditions. If I have if I am worried about, you know, how I look or what that person thinks of me and what is this guy, oh, and this, that, and that it's like that completely shows in an audition room for me. Mm-hmm. When I feel down on myself mm-hmm it's next to impossible for me to walk into an audition room and not just have that written all over my body Yeah, you know my, the language and the my face and everything and, I found and I've too. been there and it's, it sucks because you're like how do I get out of this oh I have to stop oh Garrison Star lyric I have to stop looking at myself through other people's eyes oh there it is there it is there
0: it is and it's absolutely true it is absolutely. I, I cannot tell you like if I have a new rule that I have to I have to go on a run the day of something important mm-hmm. if it's a show or a or a or something, you know, a shoot or whatever it is. I have to go on a run because that shakes the negative voices out of my head. Good, just shakes them all out. You know that, and you know copious amounts of caffeine.
1: Just, <laughs> yeah, mm. just, just battle anxiety with yeah. a stimulant. Yeah. So,
0: what are you working on next?
1: <laughs> um, I actually just found out. Uh, yesterday that i'm gonna be well I, I knew i was gonna be doing a few more episodes of ncis but mm-hmm. i think i'll be doing a few more after that All so right. yeah i'll be working through um through beginning of january i guess wow or well that's well they have me pinned which means mm-hmm. they don't really have you on hold which means you don't really have it booked but mm-hmm. they're like we're thinking about thinking about putting you in this episode okay but i'm doing a few of those in um november to early December, and then they had me pinned for December. Okay, so well, I don't know, yeah, that and and then some just auditions, and I just did an episode of Bones, and you know, lots of lots of things. I've been busy, and I've been very happy.
0: Mm-hmm. And where's the music at all this?
1: I actually picked up the guitar yesterday for the first time, and I don't know how long. Yeah, and I went through a bunch of voice notes in my phone and and on my computer, and 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 started piecing together things that i would i would say oh i'll deal with that later Uh so last night i dealt with a lot of it i think i spent about four hours just going through and organizing them and picking okay i need to work on this need to work on that um but other than that i haven't i mean i used to play shows around town with lauren ross Mm -hmm. haven't done that recently um but uh I mean, I'm I'm always here if anyone ever needs some uh-huh. some BGs. There it is BG vocals. Right. I've
0: I've heard your BGs and they are they are excellent.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. So,
0: you know. well, and hey, you got a wedding to plan. So
1: I know I do. Yeah. Oh God, don't yeah. remind me.
0: Don't worry. Just just rise above. Sometimes <laughs> the best thing to do is just practice the Western version of transcendental meditation. <laughs> okay. it involves a lot of alcohol. <laughs> it's easy it's all you have to do is just go until you can't feel your cheeks
1: okay don't go
0: beyond that because then you know there'll be no reason for a wedding there'll be a funeral right but if you just that. get to that point okay and then then make a lot of decisions right in that state
1: a lot of online buying yes. things and, and
0: lock yourself in find a company yeah. that doesn't accept returns okay and perfect. Then just, you know, you'll know, you make it work you <laughs> that's know? good that's that's what that's what i did at least noted
1: yeah. oh how'd yeah. that turn out for you it worked out just fine good, you know we had we a little are.
0: etsy wedding you know you know, yeah. Granted, for about three months there, the entire house looked like David Bowie's vomit.
1: I remember that. It just, everything
0: had glitter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, it was just, and it was oh, everywhere. It gave
1: Austin such anxiety to come over here. Oh, I know. Remember? He was just like, I just want to organize. <laughs> I just need to organize. I <laughs> <just> <laughs> got Boxes got of <gasps> dried flowers everywhere. <laughs> He's would
0: <he'd> walk in <laughs> to go to the bathroom when we were hanging out at the porch, and he'd have that kind of like tight thing. <laughs> yeah. His shoulders tense. Like, like an animal on the Serengeti when they know a threat's around. A water buffalo kind of looking around out of the corner of his uh-huh. eyes, knowing that there's a crocodile in the river. Uh-huh. Oh, man. God bless him. I remember well, we that. Well, my
1: house is going to be a disaster, too. I'm going to do a lot of things myself, so... Yeah. There's going to be a lot of yeah, but
0: you know you'll have his his cleanup ability to so bring out the shop yeah. back every single night. See, I don't have that. I cannot, oh yeah, I have that. Oh, that's good enough. Yeah. Mm, he yeah. shot
1: back to st- the stairs the other day. I'm like, I have like an indoor like yeah. vacuum. No, 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 the shop vac. You
0: it's... know, if you guys ever need to like stay somewhere while you're fumigating or uh-huh. anything like that, I would love to have you guys over. You okay. could stay in the spare shark brain bedroom. Perfect. And then just just about six or seven hours of Austin being here that I would force him to be, of course. Mm-hmm. I would take away the keys to his car and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'd have a, a certain level of organization like which I haven't seen I want to be organized so badly but
1: you, like I said your bookshelf is incredible oh, it doesn't need Dewey Decimal Nothing
0: yeah okay, okay? <laughs> because it, they're starting to pile in ways like you see that yeah but the top. I like that yeah
1: I like that mm-hmm. it feels lived in it feels like a home yeah
0: it is definitely lived in I'll tell you that much yeah, yeah I love it yeah well thank you so much for coming in
1: thanks for thinking of me
0: absolutely absolutely I had a blast me too alright alright go Okay, so how about that? I wish I had met Margot earlier in my career. I really do. But I could have really used a lot of the advice that she dispensed in this interview in my early 20s. She's a good friend. She's a great actress. Check her out on imdb.com. You can see the stuff that she has done in the past that you can watch or the stuff that's coming up in the future. So you can tune in on your television dials. As far as Jake Newton goes... The date's coming up. We've got October 28th at the Hotel Cafe, opening up for Foy Vance. Then on Thursday, November 7th, doors at 7.30 at the Other Door Bar in North Hollywood. I'm going to be playing a benefit concert for Tim Lord and his acoustic neuroma surgery. That's with The Ghost Remains, vinyl pinups, and fleeting heart. And then beyond that, we're going to be releasing more Shark Brains. We're going to be doing it every week. I'm going to say we're going to gotta be doing it every week and, dead gummit, we're going to be doing it every week. Next week, I've got Andy Davis lined up. So tune in for him. Continue to love your friends. Seek the truth. And be well. Shark brain. <laughs>